I'm Tarina. And I'm Kelly. We're the owners of Say Events, a wedding planning company based in beautiful Vancouver, Canada. This podcast is an honest, behind-the-scenes, no-bullshit look into the wedding industry. With over 15 years' experience in the biz, we share the inside details of what goes on into creating a wedding. We'll interview wedding experts, debate topics, and give you real advice only a wedding planner would know. Maybe it's just our moms, but at least we think we're wildly hilarious. Yes, a wedding has many elements and pieces to bring the day together, but that doesn't mean we can't do it with belly laughs and a sense of humor. This is your consultation. Welcome to the wedding session. Hello, thank you for joining us again this Friday and listening to our opinions. We hope you learn a thing or two about your wedding day. We're here to talk to you about things to consider when you're hosting your wedding outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing a lot of weddings outside basically since we've reopened here in BC and um mm, Hosting a wedding with a tent outside has some challenges. <laughs> so we thought we'd break down just a few things maybe to think about when you're planning your wedding in a field under the stars. <laughs> well, yeah, like because of COVID, you know, we had to move these events outside because here in BC, indoors, there's lots of rules, mm-hmm. but outside you can have a festival and run around naked with the fire burning and it's fine. It's totally fine. But no, oh, wear a mask in the grocery store. So, you know, we're, t- we're rolling with it. We're rolling with it <laughs> so, for sure. Yeah, a lot of our clients have opted for an outdoor event or people are just been planning for an outdoor event regardless of the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, let's kick it off by why outdoor weddings are the best. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you the first one. You can, like, mostly choose your perfect spot or work with a venue that has, like, a super cool backdrop. We, we live in the mountains. Mm-hmm. There are some really cool fields that are out there with beautiful, like, now Baker actually technically is across the line, but you can see it more or less from everywhere. <laughs> You've got golden ears if you're up in the North Shore and West Van or North Van. You've got beautiful forest area there, too. So we're really, really, really spoiled in our geography, like where we live. So you can find some pretty cool places. You can, yeah. And, you know, like to get married in the backdrop of... Whistler with mountains and like. birds soaring behind you. It, it, it's pretty unique. But oh I mean, you know, even in places like Arizona with like the rolling deserts mm-hmm. or, you know, Palm Springs also has the, uh, what's that, Joshua Tree area mm-hmm. in the yes. desert. Yep. Uh, you know, or like we have the ocean or there's just so many options. Your outdoor options are limitless and, you know, uh, the lighting is great. <laughs> it's amazing. The sunset photos yes. for days and days. Right. Uh, another one, it's a blank slate. So you can decorate it and style it any way you want. Oh, man. You can have, it. you know, simple string lighting up top, or you can have a circus tent, which I really, really want to do a circus tent. So if any of y'all are getting married that want a circus theme, you just <laughs> let us know. I'm just saying. <laughs> The one with like the really, really I want like American horror story friggin' circus theme wedding. Ew. Contact us. it'd be classy. You know, as long as a little clown guy isn't there with his like weird ass. No, there. he was freaky as no, Okay, man. a nice clown. Maybe an upscale clown. A bougie clown. <laughs> like Mr. Monopoly Man and a clown with oh, a baby. <laughs> Bring that boat while you're at it, yeah. there, friend. Well, we start rescue. <laughs> exactly. Uh, another one you can uh, you can do is bring in your favorite vendor. So 
maybe some of you are looking at doing an indoor wedding right now and you're struggling with like, I don't really like the catering or I don't like the bar or I don't like some of the vendors that I have to incorporate like the DJ or something like that. Well, if you have a tent outside, you can bring in whoever you want. Yep. You can bring anybody. doesn't matter. Yeah. And including you can bring your own booze, which, you know, is a big seller to a lot of people because, you know, you go to a hotel and the drinks are about 12 to 13 bucks a pop where Mm -hmm. you can buy a two, six of vodka. For like, I don't know, I don't know what it goes for. Much less than $12. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, I agree because I think the booze is... But I don't understand how much booze costs. Well, but I think it's it's definitely a game changer because I think that's the one thing that everyone always says. Like, oh, I really want to save money. They're like, oh, Mm -hmm. that's why I want to do a cash bar. I want to do a whatever bar. Well, you guys can... Go across the line into Alberta, which is where a lot of people end up going. And they end up getting like the giant 40 pounders yep. of vodka or whatever, um, which is basically like the super size magnum of alcohol. Costco size. The Costco it's size. It's literally from Costco. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. So that is a bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one, it's a private property. So you can usually start setting your wedding day up earlier. Yeah. Uh, sometimes Wednesday, sometimes Friday. It just makes things a lot easier. Uh, because most venues you have to be in and out the same day but if you can order stuff to come in earlier and set it up you can take your time and be creative Mm -hmm. so there is much more time much more and much more flexibility because yeah like there an example is a late night pickup at one of our old venues that we used to work at in richmond now they have to get everything off site for uh rodent reasons Mm -hmm. um and it was like 300 bucks to pick up something a lot of money yeah so you can save a lot of money by you know picking up sunday at any time versus a tiny teeny tiny window at 1 a.m exactly (laughs) consider this you'd either spend 300 to 450 dollars for a late night pickup on the at the end of your event or Mm -hmm. you spend 35 dollars for them to pick it up the next day (laughs) it's a tough choice guys yeah yeah (laughs) tough choice And the last, well, not the last one, but, but the last one for this, the sake of this argument, it is a rustic woodland boho paradise (laughs) that is currently on trend right now. But I honestly, I love the idea of being outside, Mm -hmm. outdoors, just there's, you cannot beat that, just that fresh Mm -hmm. air smell, like everything about that is just, I love it. But (laughs) it's, I mean, it's like a Pinterest board blew up all over your tent. It's true. Like any Pinterest like photo that you find. Yeah. It's all outdoor tents. They're all outdoors? Everything. Everything's yeah. outdoors, yes. <laughs> so it's your Pinterest dreams alive. Yep. <laughs> like, guess what? We can do that. <laughs> Think um, of all the hanging draping on oh, the greenery. Oh, yeah. It can oh. be transformed for sure. A blank green field into this beautiful this romantic setting for sure. Yeah, this is yeah. what we're saying is like you can do whatever your heart's desire for the decor. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, these are those are kind of some of our top reasons. There's obviously many, many more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, however, we're going to go into things to remember. And I apologize in advance for <laughs> maybe coming in with a little hot on some things. Because we have been doing so many. And I feel like this year we learned so much. Did. We did off-site catering for a very long time. And we still learn things. <laughs> learn things. Yeah, you are always learning things every event. And even sometimes, here's the thing, is that we are, I mean, we're professionals. We do this for a living, of I course. Know. And we have done this before. And if sometimes, I mean, we had back-to-back three in a row where every event that we did was like, okay, we're planning for this, 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 and this. Mm. And then something poked through the hole. And you're like, no, what are you doing? Yeah. So then you're like, okay, no problem. So then the next event, so then the next event, we're like, right. Okay. So that happened last time. We're going to make sure we have this, this, and this. And then you get there and you're like, everything's amazing. And then another part poked through and you're like, God damn it. Yes. It is so true. So yeah. There's no such thing as a perfect tented event. No, there isn't. And we're hopefully going to go through a lot of the elements that you can review so Mm -hmm. you don't miss 
miss it, but yeah. I guarantee you, you can plan every single piece of an outdoor wedding to a tee and something will still something be overlooked. Will always, yeah. Something will always happen and you just can't stop it. You can't, you can't. Yeah. And that's why it's good to have like the pros in place because uh-huh. it happens to us uh-huh. and we know what we're doing. So yes. we're a little bit faster off the draw and be like, okay, we can kind of figure this out or yeah. get some duct tape or, <laughs> or just sort it out. We'll just sort it out later. Yeah. It's all good. So one thing we want to highlight is you know, sometimes people love the tented idea because it's cheaper. And the truth is it's not. It's not. <laughs> because here's your thing. Okay, you get a bill from, say, a restaurant. And we know one in Granville Island and their minimum spend is $20,000. Now, that seems like a lot, mm-hmm. right? You're like, oh, that that is a lot of money. Okay, that is your food, your booze, your staff, your tables, your chairs. It's your also washroom, your washrooms, lighting, lighting power. <laughs> knives forks napkins it is everything Mm -hmm. where you know most venues that are a blank field could start at a rental price of i've been getting like six thousand dollars that's what i've been just the land oh yes the tent is about three grand so already nine grand you have a floor you don't have a floor you have grass you got grass and you got the sun a tent (laughs) you don't even have walls (laughs) (laughs) so true so yes. unless your people are eating carrot sticks for dinner, mm-hmm. yep. it's really not cheaper. No, it's not. I think, yeah, I don't know how that sort of, I think it stems from the the father of the bride okay. instance where, remember the one with Steve Martin? <laughs> I haven't at the seen very, him so long. I haven't seen this in forever. And my favorite, of course, is Frank and the Cop. Oh, yes. But <laughs> <laughs> he is, of course, my favorite character. Great Canadian actor. <laughs> right. Yes. However, however, the very first thing that Steve Martin's character says uh-huh. is like, okay, no problem. We'll just have like a backyard wedding and we'll have like <laughs> hot dogs and like we'll have picnic tables and blah, 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 blah. And it was like... Yes, sure, that's cheaper, but mm-hmm. I think people have an idea of, like, I would love to have this beautiful tent mm-hmm. with lighting and, you know, with tables and chairs, and and unless you have 25 tables <laughs> in your shed <laughs> or a whole bunch of folding chairs that you may have gotten from, like, the local church, yeah. it's going to be pretty, it's not actually as cheap as you think it is. Yeah, you yeah. can get bonuses if you know someone mm-hmm. or actually have the land yourself. Oh, beg, borrow, okay. and steal. Then, you, <laughs> then you've got something there. Because then yeah. you're not just paying for the tent, you're not paying for the land. But there's still other pieces that you got to consider. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Moving on to the next one, okay. Kelly. Yeah, so the next one is your vendors. And... Because because you are having an event like this outside, you're going to be bringing on a lot of different vendors. I'm sure you might have like a tent vendor. You'll have a rental vendor, which mm-hmm. is like your plates and your cutlery and your tables and your chairs. Or you might have a separate vendor for your chairs. Or you might have decorating and you might have all this other stuff. Have a really, really good conversation with everyone to confirm who's in charge of what. Mm-hmm. It, it I'm, And we're going to talk about this later about always like hiring a pro, hire the planner. <laughs> because the reason why you want to talk to your vendors is to make sure you're not overlapping on stuff. Mm-hmm. We're doing an event this weekend and it's about confirming like I want to make sure that we're not doubling up on the amount of um, like plates and glassware and servingware that the catering might potentially bring. Mm-hmm. We're charging the client and they're charging the client. The current client's been charged twice. That's not really fair to them. So, mm-hmm. um, but you also want to make sure that you're not missing anything because of course that's how that's how shit happens. Yes, <laughs> that's when that's when you're like, oh my god, I thought you were bringing. Yeah, it. no, I well, thought no, you were bringing. Well, it. that's not my job. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, it's, you, it's within your wheelhouse, so I thought it was right. So, yes. Oh my so gosh, I was. Our last weddings, I got everything for catering. Everything. You did a good job. You did a very good job. Literally ordered down to the teaspoons and the linen napkins to go into the baskets to serve at dessert. 
And one of the servers comes up to me and says, do you have a slot bucket? And I'm like, I literally got you everything (laughs) except one thing. And you're just like, do you have it? Do you have it? No, (laughs) no. I know. I was just so annoyed in the moment. Hot hot topic. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) No, I did it. No, I did all the other things for you, but you're welcome. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Just make one up. (laughs) Yeah. Just dig a hole. Yeah. Well, on to the next point is that you need to streamline the companies on site. So what this means is if you have ordered chairs from one company, tables from another, linens from another, now that's three vendors on site and that's small, right? It could be up to 10, 15 at a time. The problem is your deliveries and your pickups are happening at different times. It is very, very easy for a delivery driver to look at the tables and chairs and linens and be like oh we have all three and these these Mm -hmm. must be ours Mm -hmm. and then they pack it up and they take it to a city that the other rental company is not (laughs) now we are stuck with getting a table from vancouver to abbotsford (laughs) (laughs) it's okay i'm still trying to figure out how to get glassware from one company to another because i was like don't take those no like no don't take so yeah so you want to try to minimize it so what you want to do is you want to create your book and then you want to See, okay, what company can I get everything from mm-hmm. and go from there? If you have to get different vendors, which does happen, try to make it obvious. So mm-hmm. a great example is a wedding we did where we had clear vases in our inventory, but we didn't have enough. So we paired it with milk vases, mm-hmm. like milk white vases. So it was so freaking clear it was obvious that the milk vases went back <laughs> and the clear vases went with us. <laughs> Yeah. Just so you know, I'm looking at the timeline for that wedding right now. Mm-hmm. There were 15 vendors on site. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's pretty normal. Like, <laughs> yeah. It seems like a lot, but there were so many different bits and pieces, mm-hmm. and they were all different tasks. Yeah. Actually. They were Everyone. literally all different things. Yes. Yes. So that's and, a lot. And, like, in theory, that wedding... I probably would order the tables and chairs from the same company, mm-hmm. but because it was already ordered, mm-hmm. we had to go with it. But it made sense because a table and chair is very different from a linen. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like you're bringing in hardware, software. Right. <laughs> I don't think that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> and you saw the visual? Was I real. totally saw that. I was like, it's so fluffy. <laughs> soft. It's soft and soft. Do you need a dolly or a bin? You let me know. You let me know. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Okay. The next one is a really, really big one. Um, And it's one of those ones that sometimes can get lost in the fold. Because, again, if you have a few different vendors that they all potentially would be responsible for, Mm -hmm. but if you don't have this conversation beforehand, it's definitely going to get left out. And that is your garbage and your empties Mm -hmm. or recycling. Having a conversation, if you're working at, so there's a few different venues here. Um, I'll name one of them, for example, is the wedding we did a few weeks ago at UBC Botanical Gardens. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, absolutely gorgeous place. Mm-hmm. And they were on the ball when mm-hmm. it came to any of the garbage or rental, or sorry, the recycling, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like they had receptacles available. It was awesome. Um, there are other places that you go to that if you are in like the middle of, of a field somewhere, because you're on somebody's back property out yeah. in the middle of like the sticks Abbotsford, which is like an hour outside of Vancouver, then you are going to be responsible for making sure that all that garbage leaves that night or having a safe place to store that if you cannot mm-hmm. get rid of it that night. Same with your empties. Like, what are you going to do with that? Is the bar going to take that away? Mm-hmm. Are you going to keep it so you can bring it back to the liquor store right? so you can yeah. get $2 yeah. <laughs> back? Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? It's just, it builds up, especially with weddings yeah. because people love an open bar or, you know, the bar is always happening. There's so mm-hmm. many empties from it. And usually mm-hmm. they can be packed in bags like very nicely, but they're still there. So who's responsible for taking it it off? And you know what? There is no right answer to this. Every venue we work at is completely different. They all have different rules. Uh, UBC Botanical is a great example because 
the there's rules with UBC specifically mm-hmm. with organics. Yeah. So you have to separate the garbage, the recycling, and the food. Right. Um, or else you get in big trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's like a bylaw. <laughs> They're really, really specific about it. Yeah. So, which is great. Mm-hmm. Great initiative for them. And other people are like, yeah, there's yeah. there's the garbage. And you're like, okay. I think even Granville Island is a no-waste island. So there isn't even somewhere to put garbage. Like, they have to hoist it off the island. I think so. So there has to be a separate receptacle for certain venues. Yeah. yeah uh, we don't really get it at Dockside because they're a restaurant, so they manage it. But right. the one next to it. Performance works. Yeah. That was a big logistical thing I had to do with the garbage. See, the only time I ever worked there was uh, in a catering capacity, and we oh. just took it all out with us at the end of the night. So, yeah, no, like, I did, a, I did a three-day catered event there. It was so cool. Right. It was for Cadillac. Nice. I remember that one. Yeah, I so totally remember that one. one. <laughs> Good for you. I was like, cool. there's cars here. That's cool. <laughs> next to my buffet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, actually, okay, one more thing I was going to mention about the, the garbage sitch. Mm-hmm. Um, there is another venue in Vancouver specifically uh-huh. that actually asks this of the catering team. So you don't necessarily have to remove your dirty rentals, but you do have to wrap it up in saran. So the Maritime Museum, I'm not sure if they are still doing events, but at one point they were. Uh-huh. And because they're right on the water in Vanier Park, uh-huh. they were really, really um, specific about and strict about wrapping the carts. So imagine these, if you've ever worked behind the scenes, those these big rolling carts and you stash all of your rentals and whatnot, mm-hmm. and it's like six feet high kind of thing on wheels. And you had to wrap that whole thing up in saran wrap mm-hmm. to make sure that none of the rats would get into it because <laughs> they're right on the water and that's what they like to do. So again, having that conversation, kind of going backwards a little bit, talking to your vendors, mm-hmm. talking to the venue um, and figuring out who's in charge of what. Yeah, which um, I'm going to jump around a little bit on our list here. Yeah, but yeah. the reason that the garbage is so important here <laughs> is because, you know, we have some of the greatest nature of lands mm-hmm. here. Beautiful skate. Well, you know what comes with that? Animals. Animals. <laughs> yes. Now, <laughs> there's any, you know, I was in London like a few years ago and they actually put their trash in bags on the street for pickup. And it took me a while to realize that there's no wildlife that would attack the garbage. They have bags. foxes. Not to get in the garbage. We're here. If you don't secure your lids locked, yeah. little raccoons, even bears, bears, bears in some parts will yeah. get it. You know, if you're listening to the US, we aren't the wild people out here, but sure, bears sometimes walk in our streets. I mean, I'm just saying, I may or may not have. Did I tell you this? I went, I was on my way to do the Coquitlam Crunch. You saw no. a bear? Yeah. Oh. Across the street. I pulled, yeah. I, I pulled right onto St. John's. Yeah. And it took me a second to be like, that's a huge dog. That's a bear. <laughs> And he just kind of like skittered off into like behind someone's house. I'm like, yeah, there you go. Do you remember Whistler? This is so off topic. This is so funny. So Kelly and I are running a rehearsal in Whistler. Beautiful venue. Need a Lake Lodge. It's it's just stunning. Just stunning. And uh, my cousin Erin was with us. Uh, She was just helping us at the wedding. But she didn't need to be at rehearsal. Yeah. COVID and stuff. He said, hey, just hang out here. We'll be done in an hour. She's like, no problem. So she hung out and she's like, I'm going to go for a little nature walk. Well, if <laughs> Whistler is beautiful ski season, but there are many bears there. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's pretty normal to see a bear there. But I guess she just didn't really recognize that. She's expecting and it. And then all of a sudden she calls me and we get in the truck after rehearsal and she jumps and she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just saw a fitness bear. <laughs> And she's like, I made eye, we made eye contact, and I looked at him, and he looked at me, and I was like, you're cool, bro. And then we just kept on walking, and no one was around. And then she was just like adrenaline spike. She's like, I need a drink. I need a cheeseburger. 
She was crashing so hard as soon as she got into the truck. That's so, so funny. So I lived in Whistler, funny. and we used to have them, like, they would just, like, walk through the streets all the time. It was no friggin' big deal. Oh, she was so, just, like, freaking out. Yeah. So but funny. I have to say, Whistler was the very first time where I was trying to figure out how to get into the garbage cans. I'm like, what is this, like, Kelly Proof yeah, kind a of latch, a... Yeah. Like, the way the latch is, you basically have to, like, slide your hand into, like, a little slot and yeah. push the... Push the like a little um, lever almost, and then you lift the lid because it's supposed to be bear proof as much yes. as possible. And they You're have smart. them in parts of yeah. like Coquitlam Coquitla, and yeah. Poco and Port Moody area. Port Moody is actually where I saw the little bear a couple days ago. <laughs> it was like a yearling, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, Rial goes golfing all the time, and he's like, Yeah, I just saw Mama Bear and three little cubs. He showed me pictures. They were so fluffy. You do not want to get in between you don't. Mama and a bear. You don't. Cub. But That's... why do they have to be so cute? They are. They yeah. just look at you with their little eyes, and you're like, God damn it. Yeah, it's Winnie the Pooh. It is. Okay, circling back. Wildlife. They're going to tear your bags open no matter what. They're looking for food. Wildlife is pretty scared of lights and people, but when that goes, (laughs) hello. Hello. Buffet. So, yeah, that's the reason why garbage is such an important thing to remember is due to wildlife. Okay, moving on. Uh, Load in and load out. So, this is kind of a tricky one to explain. Basically, you need you're building a restaurant out of nothing. Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure that all the vendors that are involved know when to bring things in and when to take things out. For example, a tent can typically not be set up on the day of the wedding because it takes about four to five hours. It's a lot. And then you have to build the things in the tent, which is just too much. So there's lots of things involved, like getting the stakes down, getting it level. Mm-hmm. So you need to ensure that the tent gets set up on the Friday. You know, it's torn down on the Sunday, not on the same day. It's right. usually impossible. Well, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think the load in and load out too also can be the actual directions. Mm. So we're doing an event um, on the weekend and we're going to be on site to quite literally direct the tent mm-hmm. vendor to be like, you need to set up here. here. <laughs> <laughs> you drive in here. Mm-hmm. I've already given them directions. You know, it's a, it's a, there's a front gate there, hit the buzzer. You're going to ask for so-and-so. Mm-hmm. It's going to direct you into, onto the property, you go around the house to the right. Then you're going to park your vehicle there. There's a slight dip. There's no <laughs> stairs. Like you really want to be really, really specific because you also have to let the company know what, if they're, say they're a rental company. Mm-hmm. Um, how many guys are going to need? Do we need mm-hmm. two guys? Do we need one guy? I knew that was one thing when we were working with, uh, uh, when we used to do events in, uh, for the butler did it. And they would always ask, well, are, are there stairs? Is yeah. there an elevator? Yeah. Is there a ramp? Am I going to smoke my head on a, sh- on a low <laughs> ceiling? Like all these little things, any of that information, if you have that, give that to them. Cause it just makes their job a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And then that way you don't have some random charge at the end of the night being like, we have to bring another guy because yeah. you lied. <laughs> or, you know what? It also is timing, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, we've talked about this before, and it actually applies to this, but Science World has mm-hmm. a tent up top. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they only have one elevator that can get you to the top where you got to go. Mm-hmm. So you can't load everything in at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no. the timing takes longer to load in because there's more. You have to walk further. It, yeah. It's a far walk. You have to go from the loading zone to one elevator, up, through, and then up another elevator, yeah. and then to the space, and then drop and redo it so like you know maybe to a field that you can back the truck up and then just unload there is going to take much less time than three logistics two elevators and a path full of children (laughs) right and then waiting because there's only one elevator and then you have to wait for the other vendors who are also arriving at the same time too. so again it's just being a little bit mindful of like how long is it going to take you to Mm -hmm. load your car after you've gone grocery shopping at costco yeah that's a good way to right like i had to walk Mm -hmm. through the parking lot Mm -hmm. or do you remember your apartment days where you have to load your groceries up and then walk up the stairs versus just walking 
into your door oh yeah i did that in one shot though because oh i had a wagon it, but you didn't um, have an elevator well, see, i don't know i didn't have an, i was like kitsilano special i lived on the third floor of a three-story walk-up and if that shit did not go in one flight it was staying in the car <laughs> so i always had to make sure the eggs were in the bag i was bringing upstairs yes yes that's true laundry detergent can stay down here it'll stay it's yeah. fine it's totally fine so that's so. what we mean by loading in and loading out yeah. just uh try to limit the crowd <laughs> a little bit a little bit yeah, yeah. And same with arrival time too is another one that we kind of talk about. So, I mean, when you are, when you're building an event, I mean, imagine like you're layering it all up, right? So like what goes down first mm-hmm. has to come down last. So the first thing you're going to start with, duh, is your tent. <laughs> like you're going to put that up first. Yeah. Then you might put up your lighting. Then you're going to put up your tables and your chairs and you put up all your decor. Well, mm-hmm. you're going to reverse that on the back end. Mm-hmm. You're going to take all your decor down. You'll take down your chairs. You'll take down your lights. And then you take down the tent afterwards. Mm-hmm. So remembering like when you're uh, staggering your arrival times don't have your tent dude coming like later on uh-huh. and you've got your lighting or your decor shows up waiting the crack of dawn and yeah. like well you're gonna be waiting for a while <laughs> yeah even um a pro tip is that typically decor can be set up that's the last piece of the puzzle right mm-hmm. you know because that's the finishing touches on what the venue's been done mm-hmm. however linens are one thing that has to go down probably pretty much as soon as the tables go out mm-hmm. because catering or food or whatever mm-hmm. need to set the tables with the right cutlery glassware linen napkins mm-hmm. so you need to be mindful that the linens get there on time That's that true, makes actually. sense because it, it's happened before where the linens didn't get there on time and now everybody's at a halt because they're waiting so for true. fabric yeah yeah oddly enough linens are one of those things where there's a lot of vendors that are actually mm-hmm. need they're very that, impeded they're by actually linens. really important it's yes. a very important thing yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so we just know to ask the question we're pretty good at it but it, oh, it can yeah. be missed yeah oh yeah uh, okay, so this is a big one, guys. It's power because you know a field is great if you can see. <laughs> <laughs> you can see. Oh my gosh! And, and the next couple ones that we're going to talk about are all like connected with power. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you can't plug into the tree. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yes. Um, like lighting, for example. Yeah. So like, like well, let's, let's back up because I, I feel like people just don't realize. Well, they the forget. sun goes down. Yeah. Well, you're looking at the menu in the daytime. You're not yeah. looking at it at eight o'clock at night. Exactly. But your wedding goes till midnight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Work. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's back up a bit. So power is something we forget, and oftentimes the venue that has a blank slate, they might know and they might not know, but they'll mm-hmm. say, "Oh, there's a plug there, and there's a plug there." Well, here's the problem. You have many things that need to be plugged in. Yep. And if you have too many on one breaker, it blows. And then there goes your event. Exactly. And it impedes your event. Trust us. Oh, God, yeah. And you know what's even worse is there's always some freaking dingbat that... Who wants to plug in his phone? Who wants to plug in his phone? Bruh, we time these lights to be with the BTU or some shit. <laughs> and you need to charge your stupid phone. Get out of here, dude. Go oh. to your car. <laughs> Literally three idiots... In a row at three different events, I was like, "You need to find another field <laughs> right now." I'm, I'm gonna hurt you real bad. Like I couldn't believe it. They unplugged the lights twice. Twice at to the plug one, their stupid phone at the one in yeah, yeah at the one event that we did. Oh, so yeah. annoying. Like, don't no, be that. We guy. don't need to see our food. But oh, did you check your Snapchat? Nobody so cares. Old if I just said Snapchat, I mean, dude, TikTok. I, would... I don't know. Is MySpace still Facebook? Just forget who you're talking to here, yeah. elder, elder millennial. Sorry, what are these kids into right now? I literally cannot keep up. I can't keep up. Fine, but yeah. So power is a big thing. Now we're not saying that you need to know BTUs because I don't even know if that's the right word. We don't even know watts what? and voltage and amps. We were I was looking it up today for oh. an event that we're doing next. This well, weekend. you ask me these questions, I'm like, bro, we both have no idea. I don't. I don't. It's, you could literally be talking about rocks. I have no okay, idea. So okay, so here's the thing: is that 
I was looking all this stuff up online because I'm not a sparky. I'm not an electrician. No. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm not totally familiar with this. I even asked the guy that I rented the generator from and he was like, you know, I just don't want to tell a lie. So like, I think you just need to figure it out on your own. I was I don't like, think dude, he knew. He didn't he know. Didn't know either. He didn't know. He didn't know He's either. just working at home. He was, of course he was. Of course he was. Bless his heart. He was doing a really great job and he was very friendly. He had no fucking clue. <laughs> no. So then, so here's what I do. Like all of you guys, you're going to go online and try and figure out what the conversion formula <laughs> For amps and wattage and volts. I wasn't even gone that far. Mm, <laughs> no. Mm. As soon as I had to like math a bunch of numbers and letters together, <laughs> I said, you know what, Algebra 12, you can suck a fart out yeah. my ass. This is not <laughs> happening. <laughs> this is not happening. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. So I finally yeah. figured it out. However, I'm a professional. And, and if you've never done this before, you don't really know. So... Mm-hmm. Definitely speak with your DJ. Definitely speak with your um, with the the tent company. I just had an else. epiphany. One of our clients is an electrician. <laughs> That's true. I completely forgot till That's right so now. True. And we're talking to them actively because their wedding's in two weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's already done, but I mean, we could have asked him. <laughs> we totally could have asked him. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't have him on speed dial or anything, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. But however, but here's the thing, yeah. though, is like, how do you know how much to plug in at what point in time? How much? Yeah. How much power is going to be coming out of that? I know the biggest concern people are like, oh yeah, well you can just use the one outlet. Well, you've got globe lights, mm-hmm. which are not as they don't take up as much power as like the beautiful cafe Edison mm-hmm. lights. Yeah. Um, but then you've got a DJ that may have a basic setup of lights. They've mm-hmm. got their speakers. They've got uh, microphones. Everything. They've got all that other stuff. Well, what are they going to plug into? Mm-hmm. So these are all things that unless you plan on yelling for the night <laughs> <laughs> or singing karaoke because you have no music because yeah. it's either music or lights, yeah. then these are kind of things that you definitely need to, to think about. And like nine and a half times out of ten, the venue coordinator or the owner of the property mm-hmm. will have no idea about the power at all. Like, no clue. Never. It's, they Why never don't know. they ever know? They never know. Like, it's your place. Like, just hire an electrician to sit here for an hour until we know. can get everything put together. Or have it, have it identified somewhere. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, is that if you've never done, like, a lot of the, the venues, a lot of the spaces where you can host an outdoor tent wedding, mm-hmm. um, a lot of them are on ALR land, which is agricultural... Yeah. LR. Yeah, LR. <laughs> LR. Um, it's basically agricultural, <laughs> farmland, whatever. And yeah. so they're entitled, they're allowed to host 10 weddings a year um, on their property. Uh-huh. But nine times out of 10, you're right. They don't necessarily they don't they're know. Like, they're like, they I don't know. know. I've yeah. only ever done. Even I'm- at UBC Botanical, who was on top of it, still didn't fully know the plug situation. She she had an idea, well, but it wasn't, they, it wasn't really her job to know. Well, it wasn't her yeah. job, but they did give us like, they gave, uh, us, a map. They gave us two things. Yeah. So we had two different circuits we could work uh-huh. with, but it was... All of the lights. But I think still didn't work. It's just the nature of the venue, right? Yeah. Yeah, something happened. Like, oh, a guy charged his phone. Asshole. That's was that happened. guy? Yeah. 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 Why is the power up? Mm, I don't know. Talk to seat 11. Yeah. Do like, you want music or do you want your phone? Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. on your phone there, dude. What a bonehead. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so things that are required for power. we're sensitive to it. Well, Jesus Christ. You like put this event together and it's beautiful. Uh, and you're just like, okay, nobody touched the plugs. Lights are up. Cooking is I've, happening. We got it. Are you just plug in my phone? No. No. Unless you're the bride or groom. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I like, literally, we're nice to anybody. Well, of course, we are. Like, let's be real. Except idiots that need to plug in their phone. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, the last couple weddings I've done, I've been there really, really early and really, until really, really late. And I've, I've, I've had blisters. I, my back has yeah. been jacked up pretty yeah. much since the last three weddings. So when you ask me about plugging in your phone, I'm going to be like, where's your battery pack? Because if I'm ready, why aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> How can you not fully charged? Yeah. Go to your car. Yeah, yeah exactly. Eh, eh. yeah. So power. power. Lighting is another one. Yeah, so it gets dark 
really, really fast here. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't, you know, there's gold an hour, but it's more like gold in 45 minutes. Well, you know what? Okay, so perfect example of us and our crazy adventure up the chief. Um, <laughs> Trina and I <laughs> decided, oh my God. we were very adamant. We're like, okay, we're, we're doing we're on a, a wedding. mission. We're on a mission. We I were, wanted to prove that I could still do we it. We could do it. We could do it. We were doing a wedding up in Squamish a couple months ago in April. And we were like, look, it's the chief, the Stalinist chief, beautiful, well-known, beautiful. super cool mm-hmm. um, mountain that you can climb. It was a mountain. Yep. And um, so there are three different peaks, first peak, second, and third. Mm-hmm. And we were like, we're just going to do the first peak. It'll mm-hmm. be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so we climbed up halfway and we're like, okay, well, it's kind of getting a little dark because by the time we started, yeah. finished the rehearsal, we're like, okay, we're going to go. We're going to go. <laughs> we get up to the top and it is like twilight. And we're like, okay, well, this is great. Let's take a couple photos. Yay, we made it. And then we're going to try and begin the long portage back down. I just had so much adrenaline in my body to get up this freaking mountain. And then when I got up there at the top, I was like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh. So we, not very smartly, <laughs> climbed down the chief in the dark. So, and you know why I'm telling you this story is because it went from being like, oh, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, damn. It's, uh, it's, it's dark. dark. It's, it's dark. dark. <laughs> so I'm climbing down with like my phone flashlight yes, on yeah. and we're trying to like navigate down these rocks. Not the smartest thing to do. Please no. don't ever do this. No. <laughs> Unless you have like proper equipment. I just feel like any wildlife or person that were going to come at me and Kelly in that moment, we had so much adrenaline rushing like, through our body. Our. We would have eaten them. We would have killed them for sure. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't have lasted very long. But the point is, is that the lighting, you forget how quickly the sun goes down as yeah. soon as the, the sun and for us especially on the west coast we've got mountains everywhere so mm-hmm. even though disappear. you look up what sunset is sunsets at 7 30 mm-hmm. if you're behind depending on where you are you're behind the mountains it's gonna be probably not 7 30 it'll be like 7 15 ish because the sun will go down and then it'll it'll get dark really really fast so you know your tent or whatever has a, usually some string lighting or some kind of light so mm-hmm. it's usually done up nicely what you're forgetting is the path that surrounds the tent yes so you know maybe the bathrooms are set up in the parking lot during the day that's no problem but at night (laughs) it's pitch dark (laughs) maybe it's a porta potty it's usually a porta potty (laughs) have to crack some party lights yeah oh my gosh (laughs) do you remember that yes you're like where's the lighting i'm really glad you set up this vanity area like it was really really cute to us and he was like nobody can see when they're peeing and we had no lights but they had glow sticks for the dance floor Mm -hmm. later so kelly and i got creative and we cracked a bunch of glow sticks and and we taped them and it worked (laughs) we glued them to the side of the porta potty we're like now you can peeing with green teeth but whatever (laughs) (laughs) use the hand sandy on the way out yeah and so you got to consider lighting a path uh mm-hmm. you know to get from the bathroom or to the car yep or to the parking lot or back to the tent yes. and just anything behind you, behind uh like back of house kind of area yes. and we say that if for those of you in the restaurant industry but yeah. back of house being like where your catering tent is mm-hmm. or maybe you have um an area where you're going to be stacking all your dirty dishes and mm-hmm. your garbage and you know wherever that ends up being you need to have a light mm-hmm. source of something and whether that's a floodlight or whether that's a flipping flashlight yeah i mean our bartender from a lantern this, yeah. yeah the bartender we did uh that helped us this past weekend Used to work with us. Hello, Bruce. Um, <laughs> and I always tell the story of how um, Bruce and the team, when we were at the oh. Butler Dedicatoring, and they ended up having a barbecue outside in the pitch dark <laughs> because there was some major timing issues with the wedding that we ended up doing. And they're like, okay, this is how you do it. Yeah. And they didn't have any other light other than <laughs> his cell I guess, phone. I, the cell he phone. He was using his cell phone. He was barbecuing steak yeah. with his cell phone to check the meat. <laughs> like, that's Which, what you, that's called cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's how you make it work. Yeah. Not ideal. <laughs> But you know what? There is something about, like, the darkness that is really awesome. Like, oh, you know, people feel more free. They're, like, more chatty. You know, it's, like, it's 
beautiful. Right. But there are, you have to consider certain safety measures. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it just, you know, it happens. So make sure you have lighting. <laughs> um, also, this is totally random, but I had one groom a long, long time ago at the butler said that they needed lighting on the path to get them to the field and they put string lighting on the ground. They didn't hoist it up onto the tree. So oh. like half the lights broke because the golf cart drove over them. Stop. Yeah. I was like, well, that really, really. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> a for effort. A for effort. You just hang it on a branch. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Actually, I have to say my, uh, my friend got married in Ontario a few years ago and it was at like one of those barn venue-ish kind yeah. of things. It was a really cool little spot actually. Uh-huh. And that's what they did. They had, you know, the little paper lanterns. Yeah, those work. Yeah. So I don't know. They weren't actually paper. Uh-huh. They were actually like a PVC, but it was meant to look like paper. Yeah. Little lights uh-huh. that were like a little runway back to the parking lot. No, I was sense. like, that is so cute. Yeah, that is very so, cute. So agreed. I like that. So something like that. You can even just go to like Ikea and get a whole bunch of those little mm-hmm. white lanterns and yeah. just fill them with fairy lights and just like help guide people. It's, yeah. a run- it's a runway. Why do you think they have them all lit up? <laughs> <laughs> so you can land safely. Yeah. Uh, another power source, and usually this is propane filled, is heat. Um, you can usually get propane heaters to create heat in outdoor settings. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But nonetheless, you need to get the propane tank and actually fill it because I've had heaters on site with propane tanks that are empty. Oh, so it's just a beautiful <laughs> heat lamp like, structure. Roll it away. Well, I was just like, wow, this is light. This is super light. This <laughs> oh, is weird. it's not full. Um, great. Not full. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, also confirm that you can have heaters inside your tent because yes. there's nothing worse than melting the roof of your tent. Oh, man. Yeah. Some of, yeah. Did you know some of the tents actually have fire restrictions because it's actually a liability for them. So they're not allowed to have heaters inside the tent depending on the because mm-hmm. it's usually like height or i can see that you know the the, the make of the tent too so mm-hmm. something just to definitely double check i mean your alternative would be like blankets or something like that which yeah. is it just, depends on the season but yeah. exactly um but um, if you're definitely near the water it's going to get chilly really darn quick mm-hmm. so the next one uh well another power source which we talked oh. about is washrooms oh yeah uh-huh. so if you need to bring yeah, washrooms to site there's porter potties that are freestanding oh. but there's also trailers that need power usually they only need one plug which is fine 15 amps by the way oh hey all right but <laughs> you have to make sure it doesn't you know conflict with lighting or conflict with catering mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. coffee making because coffee oh, percolators oh, coffee. <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> Percolators take up so much. They're the worst. I will guarantee you that every time you plug a percolator, coffee percolator, into a wall, you're gonna blow a breaker it's every super annoying in time. So annoying. Like when people want coffee, you're like, are you sure? Really though? Are you sure? Do you want I, us to like Uber it in for you? My trick was I always brewed it at the shop. It was just, I hated so sending those much perks. More efficient. Well, because yeah. it's always like in the thermal containers. That's totally fine. Oh, it, it would for last. For the events, it would last. Of yeah. course it would. Like it's warm forever. Yeah. No one. Sure. Re- they just need it to function. They don't need it to start looking for good coffee. <laughs> 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 that's so true yeah um, oh man okay so another one that we need to review is oh it's water source water yeah, yeah. now we here we have a term called potable water potable water potable water, potable well, water. Anywhere, anywhere potable water all that means is can you, you can drink, drink it, it. <laughs> are there bugs in here is there fluoride uh, <laughs> it's a is it clean you know in a hot minute yeah you can you can drink the water out of the <laughs> The top part I of you were going to say you could drink your own pee. No, you can't. Um, although Bear Gorillas did it. I think you can. Well, I think I mean, you can in, in a pinch. 
yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, I was gonna say with your toilet, you can you can drink the water. Oh yeah, you can. The, it's potable on the top yeah. part, but not in the bowl. Oh yeah. No, so, Tim told me it's probably cleaner than our, than our, so our sink gross. water. So when you're like, you can drink in the toilet. I'm not a dog. Yeah. What is yeah. happening I'm here? Good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. But water source is definitely. We've had some instances where, um. It's not close by. If it's or or, or just not or just not on site or <laughs> yeah. it's just really inconvenient. To, it's really inconvenient to get to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's. Uh, I had one wedding I did where the catering was supposed to bring it and they didn't. And thankfully, the co- client had brought some, but they just brought mm-hmm. flats of water. So there's just, just bottles so of water everywhere. Yeah. And it was like just trying to because it was such a hot day and you're just trying. I'm like throwing bottles to like everyone. Mm-hmm. Table eleven. There's three. I'm throwing them at the bride and the groom. I'm like here you go. Here's yeah. more water for you. So yeah. it's uh, it's a really really important thing to be able to have. I think so. honestly, moving forward, we're gonna bring the jugs. <laughs> like, I think. Well, we I have think been. over the season. No, I like I would order a water company to drop off water. Yeah. Because. It, not, it takes up so much of our time to fill up this water if it's not even close by. Mm-hmm. Or, like, just we have to dedicate, like, four people to just get just water. carrying it. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's just, like, you know, nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, perfect example. We did an event um, a few weeks ago where um, the water was, like, way on the other side of the property. Uh-huh. And we could either go through the grass or go through gravel. And so as we're filling up water, so, like, because we were doing the decor, the water is splashing all over the wagon. So mm-hmm. we had to bring an additional container of water to fill up all the water we had already just <laughs> lost to the gravel and the grass it was very like it's like you know you feel you're trying to hold water with like in a sense shitty is you and i were like we almost went and stopped and picked up water but we were kind of running behind so we didn't and like you know next time that happens where we're like should you we know, grab water because we did it the weekend before and yeah. we're like no there's water on site it's like, gonna be totally no. fine i'll bring wagons we need nope we need to bring <laughs> honestly you can never have too much water never because the thing is if it's you can really, always reuse it well if you have a hot day mm-hmm. like you need to have water for you your guests it. anyways yeah. right mm-hmm. so water is such an important thing and what a great thing about the outdoor venue is you just dump it in the ground you give back to nature <laughs> Especially i mean unless you, want, unless you want to keep it <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely oh my goodness uh, and then of course well with having already said this the overall proximity mm-hmm. so yay you have a giant field you can host all your stuff bring all of your vendors you got your tent over here <laughs> and then you've got the parking half a kilometer that way <laughs> and then you've got you've got catering way over there and then you've got bathrooms here somewhere and you're just like all literally all over god's green earth mm-hmm. and it's it's a lot like you're burning the booze off before you get to where you need to go oh man any outdoor wedding that we do i always hit like around thirty thousand. yes yeah very easily but it doesn't even include the time that i'm standing i've been standing all day yeah the only time i sat was to have my short rib yeah right and it was fast wolfing down so good though oh it was delish (laughs) but no it's just like any outdoor event like rowing is in is a great example because the residence is way on the other side of the property yeah so sometimes things are left behind or you have to go get the bridal party now they have a golf cart and it's a limo golf cart, and it's great. It's awesome. <laughs> I will share it on our story. I know. Yes. They sometimes, well, they'll sometimes they'll let us drive. You can it, reserve but... it though. I, I learned. Can our, you? Yeah, our last wedding you did, you can reserve a <gasps> golf cart. Or you can reserve the limo one. Oh hey. So that's a game changer. That is. Yeah, so I think because I was seven months pregnant, they were giving me the golf cart. I think all you had to do is just sit down and be like, I'm not. Moving. Just like I can't go back there. <laughs> <laughs> it's dead. It's just dead. Can I be the chauffeur? <laughs> 
It's just so much That's so true. And there's so much sweat just beating down Dude, the back and into the oh back crack. And it's like, am I, am I wet right now? Like, <laughs> this is, where is this coming from? This yes. is disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Funny. So this is kind of a, this is more based on our experience. But tables and chairs, do you have enough? Mostly tables because, you know, in restaurants, there's tables everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? You can Or a countertop or something. Mm-hmm. You have grass in an outdoor venue. You, you have nothing. Right? right? So if all your tables are dedicated to, you know, welcome, maybe guest tables and bar... Well, where the shit are you going to put your shit? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here's a lovely place on the ground. And hey, we live in Vancouver in the West Coast, also known as the wet coast. So nine times out of ten, that grass is wet. It's wet. (laughs) Always wet. All day. (laughs) All day. Despite the water sources so far, this patch of grass is wet. So wet because it's hiding behind a giant Douglas fir. Cool. Okay. (laughs) So it's always important just to order just an extra few tables Mm -hmm. there is no harm Mm -hmm. in getting a few extra tables they'll always be used always be used we ended up having uh we did uh, there was a little bit of a miscommunication with the rental company that we used for this one Mm -hmm. that we did a few weeks ago and somehow we got three three high tops yeah we got high top tables and we're like, you know what? I will use all yeah, of these. We'll use these. We'll figure we'll out, them. We'll we'll figure figure out a home. home for them. Yeah. 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 So you can just always have some extra structures. You know, mm-hmm. you don't even have to have linen for them, but just having extras is good. Sometimes a table leg doesn't, it's wobbly and it's going to affect the whole decor look. So mm-hmm. just switch them out. So you can use, you know, that for structure Yeah. or for yeah. your own working area. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the next one is, again, kind of going back a little bit to your vendors, but um, <laughs> make sure you have a reputable tent company. Because depending on where you actually end up setting up your tent, um, they typically will stake into the ground. But if they puncture a gas line, bye bye wedding. Bye bye wedding. <laughs> Don't you bye. see those stickers like "call before you dig"? Like yes. that, that applies to tent companies. You think it applies to you know diggers and construction? But tent companies stake stuff in the ground. There's like some pretty well-known outdoor vendors in Vancouver and they have maps that show the gas line and where it is. You can't go near it. Exactly. You Um, can't drive on it. You can't go anywhere near it. So it's a little bit of a delicate kind of ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So just making sure that you know where that is Mm -hmm. and make sure the company is abiding by that. And if you're not allowed to stake in, then just use weights instead. Mm -hmm. So there's other options that you can, you can kind of come up with, Mm -hmm. but I mean, stakes are always the ideal, but again, maybe if you can't, then do something else instead. So yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Okay. And last you know, I'm sure there's more, but these are the ones that are in our head right now. <laughs> uh, it's weather. So we live in BC. That's why we keep mentioning tents. There is absolutely no way that you can have a wedding in Vancouver without a tent. Because oh, yeah. it's either blazing hot or pouring rain. And you can't risk it. It's not yeah. like the desert where you could just this accept isn't, it. Yeah. it. Or like Florida not. when you're like, no. yeah, we don't need to worry about tents or anything like that. You 100% you have need to. have to have a tent here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, the cool thing is there's a lot of companies that are out here right now that have some really, really cool tents. Mm-hmm. There's some that are really architectural. There's some that are clear. Yeah. There are some that are like the marquee, which look like the circus that Tarina really loves. Really want the circus I tent. I know, buddy. I know. Yeah. I saw a circus tent the other day, but it was uh, like a Jesus tent. So, you know. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> not, not for Tarina. No. <laughs> she was like where are the clowns yeah. oh no sorry <laughs> we were like looked it up and it was like the reverend and his gospel it's like oh boo where's the oh. clown <laughs> But so regardless, a, it happens. So there's a lot of different types of, of tents that you can mm-hmm. definitely use, but we always encourage you, like for your rain plan, even if it's even if we're not in the middle of COVID and mm-hmm. you want to have your event happening outside, like always, always, always have a tent, please. Yeah. For the love of God. And we suggest having walls on backup because sometimes you don't need walls. Sometimes mm-hmm. people like the flexibility of going in and out. Mm-hmm. However, in the era of COVID, technically 
a wall in your tent is considered an indoor space. So right now you can't have walls. You just got to suck it up and stay in the cold, but you can dance. So just Cluster dance your way in the middle. Yeah. Cluster yeah. In yeah. The you middle. can sweat and, and <laughs> slobber all over each other, as you <laughs> said once, if it, as long as there's no walls on that tent. <laughs> yeah. But typically in a non-COVID space, if you have the walls on backup, because it can get pretty cold quickly if you're mm-hmm. not careful, then at least the walls can be put up quickly mm-hmm. you can also like ask your tent vendor like how, what's the absolute deadline that you need to know to have these walls because you don't want to pay for the walls but they're not even going to go up totally so it's like okay if by wednesday the forecast is calling for rain or it's calling for a drop in the temperature then okay add in the walls worst case scenario is you paid for the walls on this beautiful day and you don't use it right, but, right. <laughs> like, it's always better to have it and not you want to have it on backup because they often get like booked <laughs> right yeah, yeah well there's especially. only there's only so many of them yeah exactly so, yeah for sure well, there okay you go. so action items like what is your takeaway from this podcast besides us <laughs> us apparently we were we were ranting there for the last how long have we talked 47 minutes you know what i did a, the math we did seven weddings in the year 2020 and i think we did seven weddings in the last four weeks yes <laughs> so it, it's just a big shock to our it's, system and yep. they're not you know one-off weddings at restaurants we work at all the time or hotels it's full-blown tented weddings that take a lot of effort like mm-hmm. the one we had back to back like my back was hurting dude oh dude sore. Dying. yeah dying. another tented event this weekend so it's like it's very clear it's sweet yeah we know what's up <laughs> we used sure. to do like weddings on saturday and sunday but like they would both be in like venues or something yeah it was right easier. but now you just flip yeah. off the lights just and leave. lock the door and <laughs> yeah. it's fine maybe blow out some candles in. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're like Ooh. now i'm wrapping flowers and taking down linens oh, and stacking chairs gracious. it's fine it's we fine. made it work we made it work. yeah so the first um big big thing that we suggest is hire a planner but not just any planner hire a planner that has done an outdoor event before mm-hmm. kelly and i are professional event planners and we were professional caterers in a past life and we know a lot of things but we still miss a few things on outdoor events because there's just so many elements there's, there's so, so many, many little pieces and, you can't well, make it perfect yeah yeah there's always i mean the whole point of i think the one thing i learned my takeaway actually from offsite catering is just be prepared be as prepared as you can be you can. and i mean that's kind of what we do when we're planning as well is like uh-huh. you're just you're gonna bring all the, the things and we're gonna have all the band-aids and <laughs> we're gonna figure it out yeah. and it's gonna be amazing and if anything as as long as the client doesn't know yeah exactly until way yeah. way way later that you're like oh by the way something minimal happened yeah i'm like oh wow it didn't even affect the overall day mm-hmm. so now if you're a, job. a bride or groom that maybe wants a very high class elegant affair in a tented situation Mm -hmm. then i would hire a very high-end caterer because the catering is what makes or breaks the day oh gosh yeah right you can hire any caterer you want but if you want that you need to hire a full service catering company that knows how to do it from top to bottom Mm -hmm. a reputable one that can do it Mm -hmm. because planners we can hone as much information as we can but like it's really ultimately the catering's job to make this a classy and elegant affair yeah now if you're if you just want like a good time but it's like kind of nice then then you can you have more options so that is really a big key factor absolutely is catering is also a professional that you need to look at and see what level of service do you want exactly and this kind of goes to the next one is having really clear expectations with all of your vendors to make sure that nothing is missed Mm -hmm. so again having that conversation of like, okay, so you're going to do this, you're going to do this, mm-hmm. and you were going to do this over here. So the three of you, uh, everyone knows what they need to do. Everyone knows what they are what they don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. And so then that way, at the end of the night, you're not missing things. You're not, um, things don't get lost or things, mm-hmm. uh, you're not overlapping and wasting time on one thing when like something else isn't being 
attended to. Do you know what I mean? Because uh-huh. there's also that really weird, like, well, I'm doing it. Well, no, we're doing it. It's uh-huh. okay. Well, uh-huh. well, rah, rah, rah. so it kind of goes a little <laughs> bit. It kind of goes a little bit both ways. But it's really just about making sure, like, you've you've talked to all of them. What uh-huh. do you do? What don't you do? What can you bring in? Um, and just yeah, just because in that way, on the day, it's just a little. It's a little more stress free. And again doing your due diligence when you yeah. are finding your vendors you know Trina's suggesting having like if you're wanting a really high-end classy uh-huh. elegant affair in a tent then you're going to want to be finding those vendors that can provide that level of service uh-huh. for you yeah. you're going to be wanting to find like the the top tier of whatever that yeah. category is best catering best photography best cake yeah. um best tent best lighting all that sort of stuff so you want to just make sure that your event and the vendors that you've selected are within like the same kind of yeah um same tier yeah yeah but i I, like would highlight catering specifically because they're the ones that really they're such a huge part of the day though and like because they're your restaurant of course that's part of the guest experience and everybody remembers food they don't remember candles but they do remember food oh yeah absolutely (laughs) and it's almost a little bit more high pressure when you're doing an off-site catering event Uh because the expectation is still there of like i need a spoon you're like well you're up shit creek yeah yeah (laughs) use your hands Uh (laughs) because we don't have enough spoons because catering didn't bring them all so you're you know we always joke about and we've already mentioned it earlier today we're basically creating a restaurant in the middle of nowhere Uh so again you're bringing all of these items in and you want to make sure that the venue the vendor that you're working with knows what the heck they're doing exactly um our next point is that work with your planner to build a timeline that makes sense and allows time for one vendor to come in and set up and then exit if it's a tight entrance yeah so you know if there's only one lane to the property make sure that it's all timed out correctly Mm -hmm. or that there's a clear path for everybody uh and usually the timeline is a document that clarifies everything we have a a working timeline for our bride or for our bride and groom like our clients Mm -hmm. but we also have a logistics timeline that we put together just Mm -hmm. so we know all the everything that's coming in and out (laughs) i mean we keep we always reference the one event that we did years ago it was the event that we met um, oh yeah, and, <laughs> your black and white leggings. Oh my god, yeah. I was like, She's the event planner, <laughs> dude. I wasn't. I you wasn't. I know. I wasn't that day. Yeah. I was like, well, here we are, looking yeah. like friggin' Beetlejuice, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real call. My my gym. I've got black and white stripes. Uh, I know exactly. Gym the pants, ones, yeah. and my husband calls them my Beetlejuice pants. So <laughs> he's such a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> but that w- particular event was again it was only one door in and one door out and about 52,000 friggin vendors that were all coming in uh-huh. and we're all trying to load at the same time because we all could only load in on the day of the event like there's just there was so much going on and it was a bit of a shitstorm. i'm not gonna lie question <laughs> Totally off topic. Yeah. Now that you've kind of gone through way more events since then, mm-hmm. would you have done things differently? I know like the clients were tough, but yeah, like would you have completely revamped it or do you think it would have all happened? The storm was something you couldn't control. I couldn't control Mother Nature. That, um, that was we tough. Had a, we yeah. had a totally freak out of the blue, yeah. crazy, crazy windstorm that happened that basically like decimated the lower <laughs> mainland. Yeah. There was articles and news it was, about it It everywhere. was pretty rough. Yeah. yeah. Like it was, it was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. But I... Um, yeah, I mean, there. Are, I mean, any event that I've done, even now mm-hmm. of my own of events, oh, yeah. I look back and I'm like, "Ooh, I would have done that maybe a little differently." And sometimes you don't know until mm-hmm. you're in the moment, and sometimes you just like you just kind of do something because you're like, "This is gonna work," mm-hmm. and then you're like, "Wow, well, you know what?" And now that I know, now that I know what I know, I might have done it differently. Not that it wouldn't have worked any better or worse. Mm-hmm. Um, that particular uh wedding there are a few things i would have done definitely differently uh-huh. um than what the the wedding planner had done yes um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um she's she's still 
it, she's still a wedding planner today, so I won't <laughs> knock her too hard because I think she was doing her best too. Yeah. I feel like it was that was the day that I think everyone was just like quite literally drowning underwater right now. Oh, yeah, and yeah. we're like we're all yeah. just trying to figure this out together. So mm-hmm. I think she was just really in over her head. I so. think knowing you, you might have put your foot down a bit more now. I mean, it's different. We all oh, we own yeah. the company now, but I think back then, like we didn't have, we weren't the owner stepping in. We weren't. We, but I no, think we if s- it was us handling it, we probably would have put our foot down many times on certain things that were happening. Well, here's the challenge like, too: the bar opening at the ceremony. Mm, yeah, bad idea. Yeah. I think, and the other challenge too is there was a lot of like alphas. Oh yeah, oh here's, there was. Here's oh. the funny thing about the event industry: bless our little hearts. <laughs> we are a giant group of alphas, <laughs> and everyone thinks that they are in charge when really. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not so much maybe not so there was a few um there were definitely a few alphas that were all kind of butting heads a little bit of like who is in charge and what That's do we need true. to do actually and there, was, like, there was almost too many vendors on that there event was, way too many well this is what i'm saying is there yeah. was a lot that's and, a great example actually it should have been one or two vendors not like eight for decor right there was a there lot was that was many. happening yeah. and um it was tough because of course we were also fighting like nature so you'd set something up a little bit like the wedding we did a couple weeks ago we're fighting the wind mm-hmm. so you set everything up and then you're like batten down the hatches <laughs> oh my god and then you're like trying to like like at this particular wedding a few years ago like i was standing in a, t- a 10 by 10 pop-up and I'm, i have my hands out and my legs out i look like i'm a standing yeah. starfish yeah trying to keep the walls from flapping in because yes. it was knocking the glassware off of the coffee station yeah and the florist had spent hours building these really beautiful floral yeah. arrangements and it was like the wind is coming <laughs> and everyone had to stop what they were doing and run to the back of the tent and hold it down while yeah. the wind would like subside and then be like okay go back to what you're doing and so for mm-hmm. the servers for our team it was just like i can't even set up because yes. I- i'm i'm busy oh. holding the wall down for oh, you the tent flipped uh 180 like it cracked remember like the tent like broke on top of the oh the oh the that, was a pop-up. Yeah. that was a yeah, pop-up that was a pop-up so yeah, yeah so like we had yeah it was a really it was a, it was a pretty yeah. tough gig so in I hindsight think, i think they should have called it they should have said move inside but who knew who knew i mean you don't really yeah. know and as a as a wedding vendor you're gonna do your best to yeah. like this is what we promised the bride and the mm. groom and we're gonna do our best to make that happen and it was the worst <laughs> i mean <laughs> <laughs> I won't get into too many details. (laughs) They were the worst. They were were, uh, a unique couple. That's a good word for them. I I think they they found love, and I think they deserve each other. So I'm going (laughs) to just leave it at that. Yeah. (laughs) We love, we love love and we love supporting love and if you guys are cool and nice to us we will quite literally bend over backwards to make oh, your day sure. happen oh, if yeah. you are a bunch of boneheads to your vendors uh we're gonna find a reason not to help you <laughs> we're like yeah, we can't do that and i still think we tried as much we did it we did the we best could. we could yeah, yeah for sure but anyway <laughs> i feel i feel like there would have been some things i think yeah you're right i think mm-hmm. um i think with experience again oh, yeah. as well like oh, we sure. i yeah. mean i had been doing weddings for a few years at that point yeah. so i was still i was like middle of the road oh for sure yeah so now that i've been doing it for so much longer i'm just yeah. like no <laughs> no yeah hard no <laughs> no we're not doing that and i'm gonna tell you why we're not gonna do that mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so, not no we're not gonna bring six vans of fucking flowers <laughs> gracious and doing it at the ass crack of dawn <laughs> <laughs> and then we're gonna break the elevator and then the rest of the catering team is just gonna have oh to push gosh. all of our carts full of heavy food up the four flights of stairs and bananas <laughs> Yeah, so we anyways. Learned a lot. Yeah. Anyways, okay, yeah. our last point. <laughs> I just was curious. Whoa. Was curious. Yeah. Um, okay, um, our last point is power 
water, lighting, washrooms, and heater. You need to bring this in. Just bring it in. You know, the <laughs> venue, sometimes, like, the land has, like, bathrooms close by, and maybe it's one stall. But if you have 130 people... I'm going to interrupt you right there. Whenever they say it's close by, it's, it's not. not. It's <laughs> never close by. If I have to put on a jacket to go take a piss, yes. it's not close by. I'm going to tell so you right now. True. I think maybe it's just city versus country, right? It's close. It's not. It's not. It's, it's not. so true. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I was telling you. It's like, just wait, a walk over there. It's a half a block away. Are you kidding me? I don't walk that far. I'm like, it's fine. I'm going to pee right here. We're in nature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, guys can't. Girls can't. Yeah. So, but there's yeah. nothing worse than losing your people mm-hmm. in the middle of speeches or um, when the lights go out. So you need it. You need these items closer mm-hmm. to you so that you're not losing people over the property. Exactly. It's normal for people to meander and like, you know, chat and maybe oh, have a quieter course, time. But, you know, during yeah. the important times when, you know, uh, like well, last weekend, the bride had to go to the bathroom and a speech just had to happen. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> See you in 10 minutes. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be right back like, I can't, I can't, after I can't these messages. No. <laughs> yeah, like, like, sure, you're just going to lose 10 minutes of dancing, but you got to be. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes you got to go, right? So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, this comes back down to the whole, like the power situation. So, I mean, water, like the lighting, washrooms, heating, that's all something that can be, yeah, that are all kind of connected with your whole power source. And, um, I mean, there's a lot of different sources that are out there. There's of course generators, which are the big ones. Uh Um, if you're really feeling adventurous and you're close (laughs) enough to a building that you could just run wires, which we don't really encourage you to Uh do, but you can certainly do that too. But there's a lot of different, uh, there's a few different sources that are sources of power that are out there. And again, talk to your vendors, talk to your DJ, be like, Hey, like you're bringing in this Uh giant subwoof sound system. Like the vendors should know their own equipment. You should be able to ask Mm -hmm. a DJ, like if I get this generator, does that power your stuff? Will that work? Or, you yeah. know, put the onus on them. Be like, I don't have a power source for you to play your music, so you better sh- figure, figure shit it out. out yourself. Charge yeah. the client accordingly to bring in their generator yes. or whatever you got to do, but yeah. I don't have a plug for you. Yep. Yeah. One of the DJs that we work with, um, he's awesome. He's just yeah. like, yeah, well, like, let me know because I can arrange to totally. have a generator brought in. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, you have to be careful about how much you're putting into the generator, too. Mm-hmm. So maybe you need two generators or yes. maybe you need a giant ass generator mm-hmm. or maybe you only need like a little itty bitty one. Who knows? And it needs to be whisper quiet. <laughs> Final last story is that a vendor, a venue told us that they're like, you know, about 20 minutes before the wedding was going to happen. Oh my gosh. You know, you can get generators that are whisper quiet. And I was like, that's great fucking information. That's right now. Right now. Right now. Could have told me yesterday. Yeah. We're like trying to rock, paper, scissor who gets to plug in. And some (laughs) asshole keeps unplugging us so he can charge his freaking Tamagotchi, whatever the hell he's trying to do. And we're getting, we're getting advice. I'm like, it's great advice and we appreciate it. Just timing. Timing. Poor timing. Yeah. Oh, bless her heart. Oh, yeah. so helpful. Oh, she yes. So I enjoyed the whisper quiet. <laughs> so now it's an inside joke. It is. That, you, sh- that we have shared with you. <laughs> but now you're part of the joke. Yeah. yeah for okay, sure. well, we, I know you guys learned something from us on this podcast. Holy because cow. that was uh, like eight years of full-on off-site catering events yes. and weddings put into one podcast. So... You know, a big, big disclaimer is that your outdoor event is never, ever going to go perfect. Your indoor event is never, ever going to go perfect. Mm -hmm. But you need to highlight certain things that are very, very important to you. And the ones that we have taken you through should be just a small little checklist. You you don't have to go through all these things to the detail, but Mm -hmm. you can have a very simple checklist that'd be like power, garbage, bathrooms like what would if you were at a wedding and you needed to pee would you be mad that it was halfway across the parking lot in the dark yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so you put the ownership on your vendors you're like we need this this that and the mm-hmm. other what does this look like 
I want to make sure that my guests are comfortable and I want to be able to pee, not in the dark. <laughs> exactly. I think at the end of the day, remember too, why you chose to have a tent. There is a reason why you did uh-huh. this and it's maybe because you wanted the flexibility of your setup. Maybe it's because you wanted the flexibility of your decor. Maybe you wanted to have in your own favorite vendors, like whatever that is. And you know, whenever you start to get a little bit frustrated or just overwhelmed, just uh-huh. remember like I'm doing this because, because Sammy I chose Grace. this, <laughs> Sammy mm-hmm. but I did this because I, I want this. This is what I want. We're going to be happy with this at the end of the day. So yes, exactly. Okay. We'll mm-hmm. tune in next week when we have another podcast topic Yay! for you. And it's probably going to be relatable because this is an easy one to dole out. <laughs> I know this was like, what should we do today? Ooh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time guys. Take care. Bye. Hey there. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Wedding Session. Remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you can get updates to your phone for the latest episodes. Want to connect with us? Hit us up on Instagram at The Wedding Session. We're people first and planners second and understand everyone deserves their own unique wedding experience. So when it comes to planning your wedding, do what's right for you. This episode was written, produced, and created by us. us.